Hello, everybody, and Happy New Year. It's 2019, and we are going to get to the first episode of Media Moments. Greetings from Los Angeles. We're live. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm George Trevino, and we have a lot of movies to talk about. We're going to talk about Aquaman, Mary Poppins, Vice, the new Spider-Man, and Bird Box. We have a lot of movies, and I kind of want to keep editing to a minimum and just straight up talk about these because, let's be real, you don't have an hour to listen to a podcast. Like, You might be on a car trip, but let's say you just want your daily briefing of movies, or should you go see it or not? So I'm going to keep it to a minimum, and let's go ahead and get started. We're going to talk about Aquaman first. Uh, Aquaman... You're probably seeing that you should go watch this movie from a lot of your friends on social media, and I don't think you should. I think you should just skip it. It's supposed to be comparable to Wonder Woman in terms of, oh, it's really great. Like, wow, you should go see it, definitely. But after watching this movie with my girlfriend, we just kind of looked at each other after the movie and said, what was that? What did we just watch? Um, Some pros of this movie was that the special effects are super nice. Um, I thought... A lot of the ocean scenes were really great. Did a good job with underwater fighting. They really brought that to life. So that was cool. Jason Momoa was a big star in this. Like, he really brought it up. Everybody else, I didn't really think so. There were a few notable actors. I can't remember his face right now. He he played one of the, like, the King's Advisors. He's a really famous actor. I can't remember the name, but he was... His acting was good, but... I think really Jason Momoa was definitely the star of the movie. And he makes a great Aquaman, yes, but just the way this movie was put together, I don't think... I don't know where they're going with this, honestly. So should you go see it? Probably not. I I would just wait for this to come out onto your, you know, either Netflix or somewhere else. But, you know, just wait it out. It's, It's money right there. Uh, Let's go ahead and jump into Mary Poppins. I saw this last night, actually, and my dad is notably a big fan of Mary Poppins because he grew up on that, actually. And so he was excited that they had a sequel. And I'm like, okay, well, this means a lot to him. So, like, I'm going to go see if this is, like, really good and should he watch it. Basically, this movie, it tries to recreate the original in a lot of ways. And by doing so, it doesn't really match. So imagine this, like imagine you're sitting there and you see similar scenes to what the original had. And you're like, okay, I see what they're trying to do there. They're really trying to like recreate everything. So you're like, okay, that's great. This is pretty much Mary Poppins one. Like, why am I watching this one? So that was great. Then I was texting a friend and... The way I described it was, imagine you're eating cotton candy at first, like you take that first bite and you feel you're you're a kid again, right? You feel like super whimsical and everything's great, you're young, whatever. And then halfway through the cotton candy, you're kind of getting sick of it. And that's the way I described this movie because about halfway through I was like, when will this end? I was actually starting to check my phone. I'm like, uh, should I? I was debating about whether staying through it or not. But it had uh, some classic nods to the original, which, you know, it, I would recommend this if you're a fan of the original. Um, but 
Lots of singing, lots of dancing. I wish this movie had a little bit more slower pacing because everything was just quick and fierce and vibrant. Like that's great and all, but sometimes you need to let it breathe. And I don't think they really did that. And that's where they could have improved upon. Let's jump into Vice, actually. That's up next. Vice, I like this movie. It's by the same director as The Big Short. It's kind of in that style, but it doesn't go as over the top with a lot of things. It's basically Dick Cheney and his rise to power um, from Wyoming to D.C. And you kind of really see like what it takes to grab power in politics and I thought that was interesting so the acting was great everything was good the way it was shot there were comedic moments there was actually one scene I don't want to ruin it but there was one scene in this movie where Dick Cheney just sits down and then the credits start rolling and then there's a message on the screen that says and then Dick Cheney exited politics and never got back in and like we know it's a lie but the way it was done, the credits start rolling and the movie looks genuinely over when it's like 30 minutes into the movie. And then the whole audience was like, what? And I thought that was so interesting because everybody just kind of snapped back into the movie. And that was great. So they really do. It, the movie has its own voice. And I think that's really awesome. What I didn't like about this movie is that at the end of the movie, it does get a little bit too... It, what's the word for it? It gets a little bit too opinionated. So then... you So you, it's basically like imagine a biography, right? And then at the very end, you're getting the director's views to you. And it's like, okay, sure. Yeah, all right. Uh, I just wanted to see like a movie about him because that would have been cool. But at the very end, it's like, oh, he seized a lot of power. And, you know, at the end of the day, like, that's that's what it takes if you're going down that right. I would recommend this if you're, like, young and, like, you're up and coming. That's what I would recommend. Let's go ahead and talk about the new Spider-Man. So this is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. It's by Sony Pictures. It's animated. It's great. This movie has a lot of heart. It's basically a rehashing of the traditional Peter Parker story, but with this new character, Miles Morales. What I genuinely liked about this movie is that it's there. It's multicultural, so you see a lot of inclusion in this movie, which that, to me, really stood out. That's what I genuinely loved about this movie. I also like the story, how it's the same, but not really the same. I liked how it followed the comics of Miles's story a little bit more. But basically you have five different universes and five different Spider-Mans essentially. And then they all get together and they have to teach the the new guy, Miles, how to be Spider-Man. So it's more of a coming of age story which I thought was pretty cool. The animation great. Everything is shaded in the cell um cell style animation. So it generally looks like a comic book. I've actually been seeing a lot of advertising for it. It's funny because on the on one of the metro lines in Los Angeles, you can see that it's wrapped inside of the um, Spider-Man. So, so on the outside, everything is just Spider-Man, and it's I've been seeing a lot of advertising for it. So I thought that was kind of cool. They really hyped it up. It was actually 
at the end of Venom, that awful movie, at the end of Venom, that's where they showcased it a little bit more. So I thought strategically, like, that was pretty smart for a movie to insert themselves kind of into pop culture a little bit more. Because, like, if there was no advertising for this, like, you're not going to go see it. Like, that looks like a kid's movie. That's how I felt when I first saw it. I was like, I don't want to go see this. This is a kid's movie. Like, this looks lame. But then I started saying to myself, oh, there's a song with Post Malone. Okay, sure. And I started listening to the song because it was actually a really good song. And I showed I showed everybody, I'm like, okay, all right. I'm actually going to go see this movie. And then people didn't really like say anything about it. They just said, oh, that's that's cool. Like good for you and i was like really well okay i thought i'd get a little bit more like pushback from that like really you want to go see that movie but that's good for them so i thought that was awesome some cons about this movie i've seen this movie twice so if it passes the two time two views um test then i generally then i think yeah like it's it's good i i can't believe this is the same studio that made the emoji movie honestly so it's just so different like when you tell a story like that you know this movie definitely has some heart i would go see it i know it looks like the animation and you know it looks for gen like a younger audience but go see it like it needs to be on your list um bird box let's talk about bird box <laughs> uh so this this came out near christmas and on christmas day my family all got together and of course everybody's like let's watch bird box i'm like i don't want to see this movie this movie looks like super lame it looks like a quiet place uh with john krasinski but this time it's sandra bullock and in this movie there's no monsters that you can see the monsters genuinely drive you to suicide when you quote unquote see them like in the movie but as a viewer of the movie you never see the monster it's always invisible so in this movie, you're trying to like just navigate the world with a blindfold on. And Sandra Bullock's character, she comes across, you know, the safe haven in every post-apocalyptic world. Um, <laughs> she comes across like a safe haven. And of course, it's school for the blind. She has to make this big trek. And the movie goes back and forth between how the monsters arrived and like the situation and the total fallout of everything so with that uh i just i'd recommend it if you did like a quiet place go see it so yeah i'm i'm kind of on the fence with this one actually like should you go see it sure like should you go see it nah i mean you can skip it but let's let's not talk about that one too much uh funny thing though about about bird box is that the house people are going to the house in los angeles and they are taking pictures with blindfolds on and i kind of want to do that this weekend or you know in the next month or something but that's just super funny that like something like that can you know really integrate into our culture so that was pretty cool um, oh, something I didn't mention at the beginning. So this is a bonus. If I had a sound effect, I would use it here. I'm not going to add a sound effect, though. I'm just I'm just doing a straight run on this. But Bandersnatch, the new Black Mirror. Yeah, yeah. We have we played it yet? Like, 
have we played it? Have we viewed it? What word do you use for that? Essentially, it's a interactive episode, a Black Mirror episode, and you can make choices for a young, you know, computer designer, computer game designer in the early '80s, and there it's interesting because it's just a play on like oh free will you know do you really have free will so that's what i took away from that i i recommend skipping this one as much as i love black mirror i've gotten testimonials from other friends saying you know the other episodes are just as fine maybe even better i understand that we're experimenting and it got a lot of press but if you were to choose between Bird Box and this new Black Mirror episode, I would choose Bird Box, actually. So in this Bandersnatch Black Mirror episode, I was navigating each of the different paths. You know, do you which cereal do you choose in the morning? Which, you know, music do you listen to on the bus? Like, that's great and all. But there were some serious, more serious decisions later down the road, like, oh, do I kill my dad? Do I spare him? That's you know, super bleak. There was that. But you kind of realized as you progress through the story that each decision is handcrafted for you. So you're not really making your own decisions. You come, you ultimately come to a dead end with certain decisions that take you back. And Netflix wants you to make their decisions. So then you make Netflix's decisions and you get like one of five endings, which I got all five. And I got all five endings, and I was looking for the happy ending. Basically, I left this very unsatisfied. I didn't get an ending I wanted, even though I did explore all the endings. So after doing that, I, I was just unhappy. So that's why I'm saying pass on this one. Uh, one cool thing, though, that I did see on the internet is you can play a video game because keep in mind, this is like an 80s video game designer. So you can actually use the code in the Black Mirror episode to play a video game that one of the game designers in the episode designed. So I thought that was like a little cool hidden Easter egg. <clears throat> hidden Easter egg. And yeah. Just... I, I think that's so cool. Like, you can insert something like that into your own product. That's awesome. Like, just waiting, hiding behind the scenes. That's really cool. But thank you for listening. I know it was quick. It was fast. It's actually my longest episode. There just have been so many movies coming out lately. But I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm trying to keep it to 15 minutes. Thank you. Stay tuned.